welcome to Lightcast with Stephanie Gast, a podcast where we cast light on mental health, sexuality, and other human experiences we keep in the dark. I'm your host, Stephanie, registered associate marriage and family therapist on the road to licensure. Disclaimer, this podcast, including any references and resources, are for informational purposes only. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. My podcast may cover sensitive topics, including but not limited to abuse, suicide, violence, mental illness, sex, drugs, and alcohol. Your discretion is advised. In this episode, we will wrap up season one of The Lightcast with a brief self-reflection on the past 11 episodes. Self-reflection is a useful tool to understand ourselves and to grow from our experiences, putting your ego aside and stepping into the role of the gentle observer. The gentle observer means observing your emotions, behaviors, and actions without judgment, but with love and kindness. I invite you to listen to my process of self-reflecting over the past year as a first-time podcaster. Join me as I share about my experience recording the Lightcast and give some topic teasers for season two when I return after a summer break. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this final episode for season one of the Lightcast. Don't worry, we're just having a two-month break for June and July, but season two will be back in August. So, Thank you for stopping in for this self-reflection of the past 11 episodes. Uh, Thank you if you've been listening since the beginning, and thank you if you've just been stopping in from time to time if something has seemed uh, interesting to you. And speaking of interesting topics, uh, if you are a Spotify or Anchor listener, I will put up a poll where you can put suggestions for topics for season two of The Lightcast. And if you aren't a Spotify or Anchor listener, you can also find me on Instagram at Stephanie G Therapy, and you can comment on any of my posts and just tell me, write your suggestions in, because I would love to hear some audience suggestions for what topics I should cover, and I'd be more than happy to look into that. So yes, season two will return in August, but for right now, we're going to focus on the last year of uh, doing this mental health podcast. It's the first time for me, and it has been such a learning and growing experience for me, not just professionally, uh, but personally. So I wanted to uh, frame this topic today in the context of self-reflection and how self-reflecting is a very useful tool that can help us understand ourselves and help us learn and grow. So as we've talked about, if you have been listening to some of my past episodes, you'll know about the ego that we talk about in here and how it'll come up and it has a difficult time uh, making mistakes. It has a difficult time uh, having constructive feedback and criticism and and seeing what you could have done better. So The point of self-reflection is to put that ego aside and to step into this gentle observer role where you look at your emotions, you look at your behaviors and your actions, and not with that cringy judgment, but with love and with kindness, right? Because if you're trying to better yourself, you're trying to grow and learn, 
uh, how motivating is it to grow and learn if you're sitting there just kind of being mean to yourself and judging and, oh gosh, you know, just being mean to yourself when you see what you've done, judging your mistakes, all that stuff. If you're really harsh on yourself, it can be actually hard to be motivated to make actual change and growth. So the whole point is being this gentle observer and stepping into this loving and kindness set of eyes when you look at yourself. And in that way, you're kind of, um, you know, accepting yourself for, for what's happening at the time. You're not judging yourself. You're not being cruel to yourself, but trying to understand yourself. So that way you can learn and adapt and grow. So that's what we're doing today. And to, you know, normalize that experience because, right, the EO can feel embarrassed and all of that. But I'm doing it on this podcast to right again, shed light on this. That's what my podcast is about, you know, showing us that there's things that we may keep in private or in secret just because there's been this mental health stigma, but I'm trying to bring it into the light and normalize it a bit. So I thought what, what better way to normalize the process of gently observing yourself, um, than doing it for the podcast and to, to have people listen to what it's like to go through that process in real time. So uh, before I get into actually going through episode one all the way through 11 and kind of sharing my experience recording it, um, how I felt after it, uh, my own ego that was coming up from it, and kind of um, just my gentle observations from uh, re-listening to them. I re-listened to my podcast today and I just kind of gently observed what was happening. I will tell you the cringe was coming up. I'll be honest because I do have an ego and I'm only human. Um, but it was, it was a good practice in, in, uh, redirecting myself back into that gentle observer role. And so before we step into, into all of that, I do want to talk, um, just a little bit and, and I guess let you all know about, um, my process in creating the light cast and my process in picking my topics each month, uh, because I thought that would kind of, uh, give you an inside look at, you know, what the purpose of this podcast is. So I am a part of a lovely group practice, uh, in Southern California, uh, called gather and grow OC. And, uh, we are in a group setting, but we all have our own individual practices. I am an associate. So I still work under the license, uh, of a, I work under the supervision of a licensed practitioner at my practice. And we have a monthly marketing component to our work. Um, when you are in an individual kind of individual practice setting where you're seeing private practice clients, uh, it's more up to you to do that kind of marketing, networking, trying to, you know, um, get clientele, right? Because how else do you, how, how else do you do it if you're just on your own, right? So you have to get creative in those ways. And so, uh, my, my practice was, uh, really big in helping us learn how to brand ourselves and how to get, uh, marketing, how to reach people. And so, I came up with the idea of doing a monthly podcast for myself as my monthly marketing component, um, not just as a way to put my name out there and to hopefully, um, you know, uh, reach clients, but just as a way to 
also let my clients kind of peek in and, and get a, a little teaser, if you will, I guess, of, of how I work as a therapist, uh, what lens I view things through, uh, what topics you'll hear me get passionate about, uh, and just get to know me a little bit more. So it's also out there for that reason, for people to, to get to know me, to uh, also look at therapy as not such as a, uh, an intimidating thing, uh, and just breaking down that stigma of a lot of the mental health topics. So, you know, let's say someone ends up still not wanting to go to therapy, but if they end up listening to my podcast and it gave them some insight or understanding into something that they would have only gotten if they had went to therapy, then that is amazing. And I'm, I'm happy for that too. So that is why I created the Lightcast. And as you already know, the whole purpose of it too is bringing things that we maybe keep in the background, in the shadows, in the dark that carry some shame or embarrassment or there's a stigma behind it in our world of mental health. And I'm, I'm bringing up topics that may be hard to talk about uh, or things that maybe people want to talk about but are maybe, you know, intimidated or, or embarrassed to talk about. So that's what I'm hoping to do. So the way I pick my topics each month is really, for me, an intuitive process. I noticed at the start, I would maybe try to plan like a month in advance what I think the next topic would be. But I quickly found that, you know, you can't predict where you're going to be emotionally in a month. So when I would, you know, try to plan in advance what I would do next month, I did not know, you know, how I would be feeling work-wise that week, personally that week. And that would definitely impact my motivation to do the podcast, my my passion to do that specific topic, just because maybe a month prior, I thought it would be really interesting. But a month later, that week, I was kind of dragging my feet and it wasn't quite that interesting to me. So my process I've learned is, is waiting till I, you know, it's starting to become that time where I know I need to get my deadlines coming up and I need to record my podcast. And I really have been like paying attention to what themes are coming up for me. So paying attention to what's coming up for me in my caseload, for example, with my clients, what I'm seeing coming up with my clients in their process, uh, what themes are coming up in my supervision with my colleagues, maybe what's coming up with me personally or in my life in general, things I learn about. So really, I try to tune into what is most uh, prevalent for me at that moment in time and seeing how I can harness that motivation and passion and channel it into a podcast. So that's the way I found to be able to be most interested and passionate and motivated about each topic I choose next. So all the topics you've seen me do over the past year have been topics that are, you know, really important to me. And they're, you know, things that have just genuinely naturally come up over the last year. So I just want to let you know how that works. And, you know, that's probably the process I'll be following for season two as well. But again, I'm so open to suggestions as well and seeing how I can incorporate that. So 
in this process, I, like I said, I listened to uh, all my podcasts today. Um, I did skip around a bit because that's a lot of hours, but I have listened to them in the past as well. So there are some that I definitely had like re-listened to right after I finished, um, especially because when I was new at it too, I wanted to make sure I listened to the whole thing before I had put it out there just to make sure. And um, yeah, so I, I, I obviously in the beginning was very careful about how it was coming off. So it's just something I'm realizing as I'm talking about it right now I was definitely very self-conscious and conscientious about how the content was going to be put out. So I was re-listening to it earlier on. Uh, and so there are some that I've have listened to. I skipped over a few today and I just was writing down my observations. And I will tell you briefly that, oh, I felt the difficulty of being that gentle observer. It can be so hard. We step into, uh, you know, like I said, that cringy judgment when we hear ourselves talk, especially on recording. I know that's a very common thing people feel. And, you know, I felt that awkwardness come up of if I felt like I made a mistake or if I said a wrong word. Uh, and so it was a constant uh, redirecting myself back into that gentle observer space. It got easier, I will say, halfway through the episodes. I think it was a lot less difficult for me to hear, I think just because I, I got to a point where I saw my progress in it. But the earlier episodes, oh, I had a difficult time and I'll get into it right now. We'll start it soon. But yes, I just want to open up that it takes a lot of redirecting yourself back into that gentle space and reminding yourself that you don't need any judgment. Uh, just meet yourself with love and kindness and acceptance of where you were at that point and take it in, understand yourself, see what you can take from that and, and implement that in the future. So let's get started. Let's get into it. So episode one, so my first episode was titled Gay Pride, Why So Loud? A Brief Timeline of Dark History That Wasn't All Rainbows. So this episode came out in June, I believe, because <clears throat> I wanted to do a topic related to Pride Month. And so this podcast was for really kind of shedding light on some of the darker history of LGBTQ rights and uh, influences into why pride is in June, why we use the rainbow, because uh, pride is a very commercialized topic nowadays. So in June, uh, you know, you, you see the rainbow plastered everywhere and it kind of starts to, to realize like, marketing is maybe taking this on to, to get people to buy things and not so much focused on the actual meaning behind it. And so that was the intention behind that episode was to, to kind of review some of the difficult history, but important history to understand why people are prideful uh, during the month of June for gay pride. So listening to this over, since it was my very first one, it was probably the hardest for me to listen to. Um, oh yeah, I was cringing at myself, uh, redirecting myself to go back into that gentle observer and practice self-love. But I could hear myself 
you know, trying really hard to sound therapeutic and to sound professional. You know, I'm not just a podcaster here, just me, Stephanie, by myself. Um, I'm, I'm in this podcaster role with my therapist hat on. So my clients listen to this. Um, you know, so it's, it's related to my work. It's related to my group practice. There's an, there's a professionalism that's required on some level. Right. And so at the very first episode, I could hear myself trying to sound like a therapist, what a therapist would sound like. And this will end up going back into like one of my episodes on neurodivergency, which I'll expand on that more. But I really did. So I noticed this, this, this me almost trying to sound more calm, uh, trying to talk in kind of a, a quieter, calming voice to sound more therapeutic and really trying to find my voice in this very first episode while also still trying to sound like a professional therapist. So it's just, it was just cringy for me to to hear now because now I, I see how much I was trying to create and this 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 what I thought would sound like a therapeutic professional podcast, but really I was kind of eradicating a lot of my personality, and so I'm really glad that to see that that has certainly grown from me listening to each one. Um, but again, even though it was quite jarring. Um, it's okay. That's ego work, right? Like we're, we're, I talk about the ego and, and, and helping it heal its defenses in a lot of ways. And that's what ego work is. So this is a great exercise in that. So I can reflect back to that first episode and remember that I had everything written down that whole 40 minute podcast or however long it was. I remember having every word written out. It was like a script. Like I, I know I was reviewing history and, and historical facts, which definitely played a part into why I felt like I needed to read it directly off. But again, I was so, I think, worried about making a mistake as a therapist, as this professional in a podcast, mental health podcast role, that I like didn't leave myself room for conversational or jokes or um, banter or whatever it is, which is that makes the podcast maybe more natural and more interesting to listen to. But at the time, I, I just didn't want to say the wrong word or, you know, get a fact wrong or, you know, I was, I was very concerned about that. And so I see now that I had kind of planned the entire thing to a T, like with every word. And I see now that that, that maybe didn't read as authentic and, um, uh, yeah, just not as authentic and kind of took me out of the flow of things. It was kind of, uh, I, I was very much trying to hone in on this point of this is why we remember, um, you know, these things, this is why people celebrate pride. But at the beginning, I felt myself, I was kind of honing in on that point a little bit awkwardly, a little bit forcedly. Um, whereas like once I think I got in this swing of things, it became, more natural. And I think my passion for the topic kind of started to come through towards the middle of the episode and became a lot more natural. Um, but you know, my podcast, like the biggest thing is like, these are just a glimpse at such big, vast topics. 
And that was a big part of um, a lot of my uh, ego and, and, and imposter syndrome and inner critic stuff that was coming up was that I felt like these were such vast topics and I worried that I didn't cover them well enough. So, you know, a big part of this process for me has been learning that like, yeah, you can't cover some of these topics right? Like this first one, this history of LGBTQ history, like I can't cover that in 40 minutes to an hour perfectly. And that maybe it was uncomfortable at first, but it's very uh, liberating to realize, yes, of course you can't. Of course you can't. You can only cover what you thought you could cover. And, you know, there's always more to cover. So there is certainly a lot of topics in the LGBTQ community that I would love to revisit in season two and in future podcasts that I haven't covered as much in in this season one. So I definitely would love to revisit and expand more in LGBTQ related topics uh, just because there there is so much history to cover. So of course there's there was a lot that wasn't covered in just that one episode. But uh it it was like I said I did see eventually that that kind of personality of mine kind of start to come through once I think I got accustomed to the recording and things like that. Just a funny thing I jotted down to was that um, you can hear one of the children in my neighborhood screaming in the background at like 19, almost at the 20 minute mark. It made me laugh um, just because it's one of those things where like I, I didn't hear it at the time, but it's kind of funny to hear it back now. Um, again, all things in the process of recording a podcast from your own home and trying to soundproof. So that is episode one. Episode one uh, was definitely the most jarring for my ego to listen to, but uh, definitely took a lot from that. Took a lot from what I, what, how I was trying to use my voice and how I was still kind of searching for my voice and how to do this podcast. Um, so let's move on to episode two. So episode two was titled, wait, it's not multiple personality disorder, shining light on the spectrum of dissociation. So this podcast was all about, like I said, the spectrum of dissociation, talking about what dissociation is, um, all the way from, you know, our common like daydreaming, the light dissociation, all the way to what used to be called multiple personality disorder, but what is now known as dissociative identity disorder. So this podcast uh, episode was very interesting to me. It's a topic that I'm really interested in as well. And it's a topic that I would love to revisit again. Again, such a vast topic and only covered so much about it. So I would love to revisit this, absolutely. And if anybody is watching Moon Knight, Marvel's Moon Knight show, um, it, it it relates to this. And so I don't want to give too much away in that sense, but that's the basic essentially that we do know that it's connected. And, you know, I did do a analysis of Disney's Encanto, right? And I'll talk about that one later. So I would love to even do a revisiting of dissociative identity disorder and even analyzing that show Moon Knight. So let me know if that would be interesting to you. So yeah, this topic, um, I I want to also revisit the type of alters 
um, that show up in dissociative identity disorder. Uh, there is so much more I could expand on in that area. So I would love to do that. I do like listening to this podcast. Uh, I already found myself finding my voice a little bit better than I did the first one. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. Maybe just getting the first one out of the way or this second one was really an interesting topic to me that I did feel my voice start to kind of come through a little bit more naturally here in the second episode. And what was interesting, though, is like as I was talking about dissociation, I I can hear it now even more clearly when I when I watch back or sorry, when I listen back. But I do remember this happening when I was recording that while I was talking about dissociation and the trauma and how it all kind of how it all begins, essentially, uh, I felt myself dissociate actually during the episode, which I do share and disclose that in the episode that that is something I do struggle with, dissociation. Excuse me. So it was really interesting to listen back and see when that was happening for me personally. Um, And that I do remember as well that that was one episode where I was recording later at night. And I realized that that had an impact on my energy level and had an impact on like, like how easy it was for me to kind of dissociate during a difficult um, topic because it was late at night. I was starting to get a little bit tired an hour into the podcast. It was dark. My room was dark. And so that was a big uh, learning experience for me too, as far as like, how do I want to conduct this a podcast. Oh, I work a lot better in the morning, in the afternoon when the sun is out. So that was really interesting. Oh, another funny thing for me was was at one point I tried to talk about gaps of memory <clears throat> for people who suffer with high levels of dissociation and I I said the word gapses of memory. And I corrected myself and I said, you know, gaps is, is in a word. And I, I go on to use gapses <laughs> throughout the podcast. And I'm just listening to it. I would, I just had to laugh at myself and I was just sitting there laughing, listening. And I was just like, wow, I, I like, t- I caught it and I kept doing it, but it's okay. It's okay. It's just a silly, a silly word. But it was just something funny that I observed listening back that I just had to had to laugh at myself. Um, but yeah, so this topic was was definitely uh, a heavy topic: uh, dissociation, uh, dissociative identity disorder. They are much, you know, related to kind of deeper trauma and kind of heavier topics, and so. Just, just realizing the the impact of talking about those kind of topics and just, you know, being a human and, and still having some kind of emotional reaction uh, when I'm talking about the topics too. Um, I like to think of myself as a very empathetic person, I identify as an empath where I feel very deeply for others. And so when I 
I noticed that the times when I, I began to dissociate were, were during times where I was talking more about the difficult pain that people go through and the trauma that, that may have been a huge factor in, in why this is now a trauma coping mechanism. So it was just also kind of interesting for me, like I said, personally, to kind of look back and see how, how I even get affected during a podcast, depending on the content. So just something that I thought I'd share that I thought was interesting. All right. Episode three. So episode three was titled love me or don't attachment theory, how our early caregivers impact our adult relationships. So this whole podcast, like I said, is on attachment theory and attachment theory is, is talking about how that early attachment with our caregivers impacts our adult relationships. Uh, so this was, uh, a this one actually is my top listened to podcast, which, uh, my top listened episode, which I'll tell you when I get to the third most popular episode. And then I'll share a little, a little fact that I kind of observed from, um, of what topics kind of maybe grabbed most interest to, to listeners. So this attachment theory podcast I, I could hear myself while I was listening to it. I definitely felt more confident in what I was talking about in this topic. And who knows, maybe that actually helped with how many listeners I got as well. I don't know. But I definitely felt myself feel more confident what I was talking about. And I do remember I felt like I had a lot of info to cover. Because again, attachment theory is, is a huge basis of uh, you know, therapeutic model and lens. And that is a lot to cover in less than an hour. So I had a lot of info I was trying to cover. And so this may be a lesson for me in, in kind of slowing down and maybe breaking up topics. So even though this attachment theory was so big, maybe there was a way I could have broken it down into smaller pieces and kind of, you know, those would have been multiple episodes. So that's something I'm trying to learn how to do as well in the podcast is how much content to put in. Um, I'm pretty sure in this podcast, I say that it was hard for me to structure because it relates to so many things. And the thing I was alluding to, I actually end up doing in the next podcast. I end up expanding on it um, from an intergenerational lens, which is the next episode. So these so many of these topics can kind of intersect. And so breaking them down into what is a more digestible podcast, I guess, is something that I'm learning how to do because my whole point of the podcast is to is to break down these maybe more challenging or uh, mental health related topics that maybe people don't have a lot of knowledge about and how to break that down into something more digestible for someone who maybe even hasn't gone to therapy before. So I'm still learning how to do that. And so I think listening to this third episode on attachment theory, I think I felt myself go like, okay, you could slow down a lot more. Even in this, I probably could slow down a lot more too. So that's a good reminder uh, because 
I had a lot of information I wanted to share, which happens a lot when I'm really interested in a topic. But at the same time, I think it could have also been a lot of almost like talking to, like a lot of info dumping. So I also want it to be a little bit more conversational and um, um, more, yeah, like just not a lot of info coming at you because I want you to be able to digest it. So that was something that you know, like a feedback for myself going forward. Something that I also want to do more on is, is I think that covering in season two, maybe more relational topics, uh, more things like within couples, uh, relationships, interpersonal kind of interactions. So I think maybe that will be an area I'll expand on more because I think this and a a handful of things were about that. So I don't have a lot of things on like romantic relationships. So maybe we'll have more of that content in season two. Um, And something too that I wanted to like address while I observed, (laughs) while I listened to this one back, um, I talk about the four attachment styles. and there's one that right is called secure attachment. And the way I, I kind of talk about the four attachment styles, there was just something in there where I wish I kind of expanded a little bit more on, um, like, how do I explain it? Like that secure attachment, it's not like it's not like, oh, you either had secure attachment or you had anxious ambivalent attachment, and like that's it. It's it's more like attachment is built not just on one event, but on a series of events that Im- impact attachment. So you can also have a secure attachment, but when attachment wounds get triggered up, you can go into other attachment styles like anxious ambivalent or disorganized or anxious avoidant. So. I, I kind of wish I didn't, okay, well, I need also, as I'm trying to be a gentle observer, I need to also not do wish and should haves because those aren't really productive for me either. So taking from it, what I heard is, is what I maybe can expand on in the future is, is that attachment is, is a lot more nuanced than that, that it's not like one category. It's, it can be a mixture of them and you're everybody to some degree has an attachment wound, maybe not as severe as other people, but we all can at times experience secure attachment, but then the other attachment styles may get triggered up if old wounds come up and we all have wounds, right? So I, I kind of want to talk about it in the future in more of this term of, you know, it's not like oh, if you had those messed up experiences, then you'll never have secure attachment because that's not at all what that means. So yeah, that's something that I kind of heard from the way I I spoke about it and kind of want to take that going forward when I talk about attachment styles in the future, that attachment styles are fluid and they can evolve and change. And it's not just one you know, interaction or one event that can cause an attachment style is about a series of events over a long period of time that influence someone's attachment style. So that's, that's the feedback I had for myself for episode three.
Episode four is titled, Trauma is Also Emotional Neglect, a brief look at intergenerational trauma, how trauma is passed from one generation to the next. So this is the one that I said that in the attachment podcast, I alluded to it because it's also related in in my eyes, this intergenerational trauma, how relationships are built from early attachment and how it's all passed on. So they're all so related. But um, this one was my third listened, my top three listened podcast episode. So this was the third most listened to episode. Um, listening to this podcast back, well, first off, I think with a lot of them, I start off, you know, trying to have more of that therapeutic tone. And then I think somewhere along the way, I kind of become more of myself and get a little bit more comfortable in my words and how I speak while I'm podcasting. And so it's interesting to just watch how I get more comfortable as the episode goes on. Um, For this episode specifically, because it deals with intergenerational trauma, which is such an important topic and such a huge, deep topic that I could not cover in such a short amount of time. So I think I was extra conscientious of like the language I used, um, especially because it can cover a lot of cultural areas. I also wanted to be very accurate in the language that I was I was depicting. So I think it, whenever there was a topic that I felt was really, really important, even though I think I felt it to degree on every single episode, because I think every topic I feel like is important, but on things like intergenerational trauma, which is so heavy and affects so many kinds of people that I definitely was more self-conscious about how I was covering the topic because I just wanted to do it justice. And so again, lessons in me being gentle with myself and not being hard on myself because uh, I actually, I, I specifically remember le- being done with this podcast, listening to it, being content with it, but then still having that nagging ego in the back of my head feeling like, oh no, did I not cover it good enough? Did I not cover this? Oh no, I forgot to say that. And I would go talk to my partner about it. And he, he would tell me, how, how long was your podcast? And I said, uh, it was like 50 minutes. This is Okay. So you're telling me that in 50 minutes, you didn't cover everything there is to say about intergenerational trauma. <laughs> so, ah, I see your point. I see your point. And so it's been really good for me to, to learn that and let go of that. And although I'm in this therapist hat, I am by no means an expert in any of these topics. Um, and that's okay. You know, I'm just trying to shed, you know, the tip of the iceberg, if you will. So, um, listening to this podcast, I, I liked that I tried to use some kind of visual metaphor of the lemonade of diluting trauma. I think that was at least helpful for me as, uh, listening is helpful, but I am a very visual person. So whenever I can, I like to have a visual aid that kind of goes along with things. So I think that was helpful for me and I hope it was helpful for those listening as well to kind of understand the topic. Um, again, this is a very 
important topic and I, I heard my passion kind of come through again like I said like once I get started my nerves kind of shake off and I get more comfortable and I get in my flow then like my personality and my passion kind of myself kind of seeps through a little bit more and it feels a lot more natural and authentic and so it's always it's really nice to hear that uh, for myself just to see that come through um, I think a topic I could talk about in future podcast seasons is uh, intent versus impact. Um, how our intention is different than the impact that our actions have. So that's something that we'll put on the list potentially for something to cover in season two. Um, it was funny. I think I listened. So in the episode, I share, I believe, a personal example to show how this generational trauma can get diluted with each generation, how it kind of shows up. And it was really funny because at one point I'm, I'm sharing about my feelings and I catch myself invalidating myself and I kind of call myself out. And so it was very interesting listening to myself, invalidating myself and then calling myself out. And so, uh, yeah, self-reflecting, such an interesting, uh, such an interesting experience. So uh, yeah, that was just kind of funny to catch myself doing that and catch myself catching myself. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was really funny. Um, all right, uh, episode five: neurodiversity, dispelling misconceptions and shining light on the underdiagnosis of ADHD and autism in females. So this podcast has has as a lot of them, uh, I felt were huge topics. Uh, neurodiversity is one that I am still learning so much about as it is a umbrella term for so many things that fall under it. So I am still learning a lot about this topic. And after recording this topic, I certainly felt, uh, like I didn't know what I was talking about. I had that pop up so badly after this one. I remember afterwards feeling like there was so much I didn't say. I remembered all these other areas. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't bring up that. That is so important. How did I not expand on that more? And so, right, so this is me not being gentle, right? This is not the gentle observer. That was me right after the podcast. All my ego flared up, judging me, judging me, judging me. And so, you know, listening to it now, like, it wasn't that bad, you know, like I listened to the whole podcast and I was like, wow, I was, I was kind of just being really hard on myself because I did cover a lot, even the areas that I thought I didn't cover as much. I did. I did. I wanted to talk about more of the symptoms and how it kind of shows up. And I'm like, oh, I, I did talk about that. Um, I did come to see you know, even just doing this podcast ever since doing that, I have come to see my own neurodiversity so much more and just how much masking is, is a thing for me. And really I could see that in bringing it back to episode one, episode one, listening to myself, try to sound like a therapist that was masking. That was my neurodivergency, not not knowing the social nuances of how I'm talking and just trusting that the way I'm talking is professional and is still personable and still myself, but also still being professional in my therapeutic uh, lens. But 
then, you know, being inexperienced at podcasting, very first episode, not super confident in that just yet, my masking took over and I tried to mask my voice to the sound of what I thought people would want to hear, what I thought a therapist podcaster sound like, sounded like. So it's really interesting even to, to realize now, oh, wow, that was me masking because I, I was trying to be a therapist instead of just being the therapist that I am and being the, you know, just sounding like me and still being a therapist in that. So that was really interesting for me to, to, see, to see that masking happening even in the first podcast. So this whole neurodiver, uh, neurodiversity podcast, uh, like I said, I was really hard on myself for it because of the, vast, of the vastness of the topic. I felt major imposter syndrome afterwards, which, ooh, that could be a topic for season two. Uh, I know so many fellow uh, associates, therapists um, deal with imposter syndrome. So I'm sure that's something I could cover as well in season two. Um, I will say that the one feedback I do have for myself with this podcast was a lot of my examples about how ADHD or how autism can present itself. I think a lot of the time it was in reference to ADHD, but a lot of the examples I used were very connected to school age issues, like being in a classroom, teachers, homework, you know, and, and, you know, the whole podcast was about kind of shining light on this in an under, underdiagnosed population, which was in females. But a, a huge thing that's happening right now is that a lot of adults are coming out realizing that they are are neurodivergent and they just were never diagnosed in childhood or adolescence and they struggle with ADHD or autism now as an adult. And the only thing that I would like if I, you know, do more and expand on this topic of neurodivergency is not just using examples about school-age children, you know, because I feel like that was my own conditioning of ADHD and autism, that when I was talking about it, all the examples I could think of at the top of my head had to do with school age, being in high school, being in a classroom, doing your homework, not being able to sit still. So I kind of felt like that was my own conditioning that I viewed it through. And uh, if I do talk more about it, I'd like to revisit it, but with more of a focus on how it affects adults. And how those symptoms show up as being an adult, not in a classroom setting. So that's that's the one feedback I, I would like to give myself is, is to revisit that, but more with the lens of how adults are impacted. But yeah, I listened to it again and I was definitely being a lot harder on myself than I needed to be at the time. So it was nice to revisit that and go back and realize, yeah, I was being a little bit hard on myself. But yeah, definitely an area that um, I can learn more about, though, because that is still a very new topic for me to learn more about. So let's go to episode six now. Episode six uh, was titled Sexuality Across the Lifespan from Infancy to Older Adulthood. So in this episode, I talk about sexuality um, from infancy, like I said, to older adulthood, says it in the title. 
Um, and I was actually a lot more surprised that this didn't have a lot more listens. I mean, it even had half as many listens as like some of my most listened to podcasts. So I was kind of surprised just because of the content of sexuality. I thought maybe that would be more of an attention grabber. And so kind of surprised. Um, I don't know, maybe if, again, the whole topic being focused in understanding sexuality as early as infancy and as late as older older adulthood, that maybe that was not an interesting or a comfortable topic for people to listen to. So I'm, I'm not sure about that, but um, I definitely talked a lot more about the children, infancy, adult, uh, I'm sorry, uh, adolescence. So kind of the prepubescent years and things like that. I talked a lot about sexuality in that because there's a lot of development like vast development from different ages. Um, and of course, uh, once we reach, you know, adulthood, that those kind of bigger transitions kind of uh, aren't as fast as we get older. So there was definitely not as much that I talked about in the kind of later years of sexuality. So I think that's something I could expand on more is like the more older adulthood part, um, kind of getting into adulthood, seeing how sexuality is fluid and changes. And so in general, I think there are just like a lot more topics related to sexuality that I haven't even brought in. I think this was the only sexuality related podcast besides the LGBTQ history. So there's definitely a lot more in sexuality that um, I can introduce in season two. So a lot of topics to be covered there. Um, and yeah, I think uh, maybe, maybe sharing more of the interesting sexuality facts because since sexuality is still something that is very private and, um, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things that feels kind of like kept in secret that maybe if I share more of those facts and statistics about sexuality, that maybe it would feel a little bit more normalizing and, and, um, I don't know. Yeah. More normalizing just to hear, uh, how many people engage in certain things. So maybe bringing in more facts and stuff like that too. So there wasn't much from this podcast as far as, you know, I think sexuality is a topic I know things about. I think I was having fun with that one. But yeah, kind of surprised. I know that that one didn't get as many listens. So curious to see uh, if any other, you know, sexuality focused episodes get any more traction from that. Um, all right. So episode seven, fight or flight wait, there's more? Shining light on the five evolutionary trauma responses. So this, this podcast uh, was, if this one was really helpful for me, actually, personally, uh, doing, you know, when I do a podcast on especially something that has a lot of scientific information, um, physiological, all that, biological, all that kind of stuff, I definitely do a lot more research and kind of have it right in front of me. Um, but yes, at this point in my podcasting, I've done a little bit better. Not everything is scripted. I promise you that stopped at the first one. I do have bullet points to keep me kind of on track, but yeah, at this point I'm a lot, a little bit more fluid, but with some of uh, the more scientific information, I definitely have it written down, but researching about the fight or flight, um, and the trauma responses that happen even though I already knew about them and I had learned about them, there's always more you can learn, right? And so even revisiting this and learning and researching, getting ready for the podcast, 
it didn't just help me professionally, but it helped me personally as well. Even though, like I said, I've already learned about it, but something about doing more research on it helped me. Professionally, it was an area that I felt like I was actually missing in a lot of my clinical analysis, if you will, of, of some of my clients. And so this was something that I ended up getting introduced to a lot of clients that week uh, that I did this podcast and it ended up being really important stuff that we hadn't kind of talked about. So that was amazing. Um, and then it was also really helpful for me personally to recognize the physiological changes in my body to help me recognize when I was going through fight or flight. And yeah, so I learned a lot from that own podcast for myself, which was cool. And an area of this that I, I do want to uh, I do want to revisit in season two, perhaps, is there is fight or flight. And that gets a lot of attention. That is a lot more uh, known system that happens in the body. But we, but what I didn't cover in this one, which I would like to in future ones, is the other process that happens, which is the rest and restore process in our body. And that's the one that is way more helpful for way more helpful for us to learn how to get out of fight or flight. So that's something that I'm still learning so much about. And so I hope to revisit that one in season two as well. Um, yeah, okay, let's see. Episode eight, uh, exploring Disney's Encanto, illuminating common family roles. Uh, this one I had so much fun with. Uh, I was really excited the moment I watched Encanto. I knew that this was going to be an episode. I knew I was going to make an image to go along with it. I was very passionate and I very much enjoyed recording this episode. Uh, I, like I said, with the, with the other topics that I would love to do more kind of analyses of TV and film through this kind of therapeutic psychological lens, it's very interesting to me. So if it was interesting to you and you think that would be something you'd be uh, interested in hearing more, I would love to hear suggestions for that. And yeah, something... So this one I, I had a lot of fun with. I didn't have a lot of too cringy feedback because at this point we're out of the early phase. We're getting into episode eight. We're kind of getting into more recent stuff. So I definitely started finding my voice more as a podcaster, as a therapist, uh, taking on this uh, task of trying to, you know, explain some things in, in, in some more digestible ways, I guess. And so I definitely had less feedback for myself as far as that goes once I started to get more comfortable. But something that I thought was really interesting that I just thought I'd share about what I have learned just observing the trends in my podcast as well is that so this Encanto, Disney's Encanto podcast analysis, this one was my second most listened to episode. So if we look back, my first, so the attachment theory podcast was had the most listens my podcast on disney's encanto and family roles had the second most listens and generational trauma of emotional neglect being passed on was the top third podcast so what i find really interesting is that my top three podcast episodes all have to do with attachment 
to family and relationships somehow, right? Attachment theory is all about attachment, how that attachment with caregivers impacts our relationships later on. Uh, Disney's Encanto and family roles, that one analyzes the family roles, the family trauma that happens and that gets passed on and how that shows up in people's attachments and personalities. And the third one was the trauma as emotional neglect and how it's uh, intergenerationally passed on. And that whole basis too is of, of how this trauma is kind of influenced in attachment with children, with parenting and how it gets passed on from generation to generation. So find it very interesting that my listeners find those topics the most interesting. You're definitely resonating with me as I'm an attachment-based therapist that the top three things are, were definitely related to attachment to some degree. So I have some ideas about what more I can expand on in season two, now that I know that that may be of interest to all of you. So yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. So that's what I took from also, you know, analyzing the, uh, just self-reflecting on the past episodes on Disney's Encanto episode eight, just saying, wow, yeah, that these ones were, that one quickly became my second most listened to podcast. So family relationships, attachment, good to know, good to know you all listen. You like that stuff. Okay. I will do more about that. That's what I'm taking from this. Okay. Episode nine. This one was titled Suicide, Learning the Risk Factors and Warning Signs to End the Stigma. So this podcast was definitely a heavier podcast, as you can imagine. Um, I do... I wasn't too surprised that this one didn't have very many listens. Uh, it had slightly more listens than the sexuality podcast, but it didn't surprise me that this is one that maybe people didn't want to click on as much. Totally get it. Um, and what was interesting was that I actually found myself scared to talk about it. Suicidality, suicide is something that I deal with in my work and it's something that I, I do feel comfortable addressing, you know, in that setting. So I found it really interesting that, you know, I felt, I felt the theme of this topic coming up for me. That's why I chose it. I had it coming up within my work, professionally, personally, outside of me. There was just a lot of things happening in the world and this topic seemed to be calling me that month. And I felt like, nope, um, I need to cover it. I need to cover suicide. That's an important topic. And even though Suicide Awareness Month, um, Awareness Month wasn't, I, I don't think it's still September, but I was like, no, it, uh, it feels right right now. Things are calling me. There's a theme happening. I need, I need to address this. And I thought it was interesting that even though I felt so passionate about addressing it, I had fear and I had doubt and I was scared to do it because of how dark the subject was. I didn't want to make people uncomfortable, especially since my last podcast was about Disney's Encanto, right? I was like, oh, I just did a Disney movie. I worry that jumping to suicide as the next topic will be jarring and might be scary or uncomfortable. But that's when I realized even more, I was like, wait, Stephanie, you know, like that's what my podcast is about. That's the whole title of the Lightcast is bringing the topics that we're scared 
and maybe ashamed to talk about the darker things in life that we have stigma around talking about. The whole point of this podcast is me bringing that out and bringing it into the light so we can talk about it because that's how we break stigmas, right? So that was interesting for me seeing my own fear kind of come up around addressing this topic and I had to challenge myself and say, no, that's okay if I make people uncomfortable because that that's kind of what we need to do to bring this into the conversation is make some folks a little bit uncomfortable to talk about some of the realness that's happening behind closed doors. So again, with such a with such an important and sensitive topic, I was extremely hard on myself doing this one as well. I was beating myself up afterwards, feeling like I did not cover it well. Again, I was not in the place of being a gentle observer. I was being harsh on myself, feeling like I didn't talk more about the symptoms in detail. I felt like I didn't talk more about the silent battle of depression, and I didn't talk about that. I felt like I skipped over it. So I was really hard on myself. And so that's something that I wanted to take into account when listening to it this time. And again, found myself being hard on myself again, but knowing again that getting more comfortable and yes, I am not the expert. I am not going to cover everything about this topic, this really important topic in this amount of time. And so it just leaves me with always knowing I have more to revisit. So that's how I see it now. I just, I have more to revisit. I, I want to revisit more about depression. I want to talk about more about depression and this internal battle and, and, and kind of just go into that a little bit more because that's something that we haven't talked about quite this much is just focusing on depression. So that itself can be uh, a topic Again, that itself can be broken down into many topics. So they're all so vast. So I think that's the biggest thing I'm learning from this self-reflection is that these topics are so vast and it is so okay that I've only covered them to the degree I can. And hopefully what I did was helpful and there's always more for me to cover in the future. So I listened to this and just seeing what areas I can go into for next season. And now we're getting into the most latest episodes, which was a two-parter. So I had episode 10, which was titled Narcissism Part 1, Unmasking the Ego, Defenses, and Origins of Narcissistic Traits. And that also led into episode 11, Narcissism Part 2, Exposing the Cycle of Narcissistic Parenting and Its Impact on the Family. So this topic of narcissism, I knew I had a lot to say about it. There, there's so much to talk about it. Um, and I knew I wanted to, it needed two episodes. I I knew that I was like, this one, this one I know for a fact has a lot to say about it. Uh, so it can be split up into two and, and, and Okay, so I, I saw how like the first one could be constructed in in the fact of talking about, first off, let's introduce ourselves to the ego. How is it different from narcissism? Let's talk about narcissism because it gets a bad rep as well. And understanding what's really behind that narcissistic mask. Uh, 
and talking about the root of narcissism and how it can be rooted in insecure attachment and really what's kind of hiding underneath that narcissism and kind of decoding the narcissistic traits, but through this lens of having an insecure attachment. So really interesting topic to me, really passionate about it. And so at this point, uh, like I said, I, I've definitely gotten a lot more comfortable with my flow of the podcast, my voice in the podcast. So at this point, there's not so much for me, I guess, to talk about that. But I do know in the part one, I, as I was talking about the ego and talking about protective mechanisms, I, you know, paused, took a break really quick, and I felt myself getting in my head. Like I felt that ego that I was just talking about coming up, judging me, all the perfectionism, all that kind of stuff that I was literally just talking about how to not do. So I had to just call that in there in that first podcast where, right, like I'm gently trying to bring this in and see like, okay, I see you. I see that, that that's happening. See that I'm, I'm starting to feel that way. I'm starting to feel, you know, embarrassed or worried that I'm not doing it well enough. I'm worried about how that'll view as a therapist, ah, all those things, right? That all those thoughts can start to pile on when we start to judge ourselves. And so I called that in. I just called that right into the podcast and said, okay, I can, I can feel that judgment coming up, but I wanted to call it out because that's what we're talking about. And it would be hypocritical to not talk about my own ego as we're talking about egos right now. So it's important again to like, right, normalize that, which is what I'm trying to do for this podcast. Just normalize all these critical inner thoughts that we may have and how to redirect ourselves back into being gentle and kind to ourselves because we're human. You're not perfect. We make mistakes. It's okay. So uh, that whole podcast itself was a really good self-reflection and really great ego work for me too, just that podcast alone. Because again, whenever I cover a, a topic I'm interested in, I get hard on myself, which apparently seems to be every podcast. So I'm learning a lot about myself. So even now I have to gently remind myself that it's okay that I, you know, get hard on myself like that. And it's just something I'm learning how to treat myself with more gentleness and compassion. So yeah, I think just even in the second one as well, kind of I'm talking about them kind of in combination since they're part one and part two are connected, but even from, from part two, yeah, it's just everything, um, again, like really just letting go of that worry about coming off like the expert of having everything covered in detail in a short amount of time and really knowing that, you know, the more you think, you know, the less you really know. Because there's so much out there, there's so much to learn, there's so much to know that if anybody is claiming to really know everything, they probably really don't because you want to stay in that position of that humbleness and that space of not knowing because it's dangerous when we step into that place of thinking that we know everything because you have blind spots when you do that. So it's good. Step into that place of, I don't know, and it's okay that I don't know because there's always more we can learn. So it was great to like listen to episode one where I was cringing at myself, not, not, 
you know, hearing this therapist voice that I thought I needed to sound like. And it was really nice to get to episode 11 and hear that, you know, I found more of my voice and it sounds like me. I can hear that. And I'm not trying to be a therapist. I'm being the therapist that I am and letting my personality shine through. And that makes this podcast so much more enjoyable to do as well. So it was really, again, uh, just a great experience for me not like I said, just professionally, it's helped me a lot in in what I bring into my clients and in practicing, you know, I guess what I talk about outside of therapy, but in in this podcast setting. So and and you know, this experience of self-reflecting has been really interesting for me. Even retelling it, I feel I feel uh, insecure even talking about it. But again, let's normalize that because we all have insecurities and that's okay too. So if anything, this self-reflection was for you to be invited into that kind of private, what usually is, I guess, a private experience for people, but I wanted to open it in and, and let you all in. And so you've seen these productions I put out each month, but how much are you really knowing what's going on behind the scenes? How much are you knowing about how I really felt about that episode? What I wish I could have talked about more. So I wanted to just invite you in to listen to me reflect on this year experience of being a first-time mental health podcaster and uh, what I'm taking with me uh, to process for this two-month break for June and July. So I will be on a break for June and July and what I will be taking with me and maybe bringing in to season two in August. So thank you again for listening as always and see you in August. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lightcast with Stephanie Gast. New episodes are out monthly. You can also visit me at my website, www.stephaniegtherapy.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at stephaniegtherapy. Take care.